Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell the Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am lead prosecutor Jeremy Vilmer, and I've been up very, very late and then very, very early, so I'm in a cranky-ass mood. Joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Triple Crown winner, Double B, Bobby Blaze. Mm, I'm a little bit all snowed up over here, Jeremy, due to this rain we're getting. But I reckon I'm all right. Just get some mm. biscuits and mustard. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look at me. It's Double B, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent. And we've got a shirt to prove it. That's but, right. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm doing good, actually. No, no complaints. No complaints. And um, I tell you what, my man, we're going to have a special guest on our program today. So I'm going to go ahead and bring him on if that's Okay. <laughs> I've known this guy for quite a long time. What the heck? Where the hell? Who's playing the music? Cut the music. Okay. Hey. All professional wrestling fans out there, we got a very special guest. He's a good, good dude, man. He reside, He's from and currently resides in my hometown of L.A., Lower Ashland. He is Logan Paul King. Professionally known as Casey King. I've got all the wrong notes here. Um. <laughs> Logan Paul King. This takes me back to uh, when I first met you, Bobby. Yes, and there's a reason for that. I tried to give you the damn Logan gimmick, man. You know, to Paul Logan, get you over, get you some millions in your account before you even started wrestling so you could lose it. But um, no, I haven't told you this, Casey, but here's the truth, man. I think when I was calling you Logan, you were, this is a compliment. You reminded me of Wolverine, Hugh Jackson. And I think that's where I got it. I said, this kid looks like Hugh Jackson. And so I associated you with Logan. For, <laughs> that's the only thing I come up with, man. So that's a compliment to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I finally figured it out. I was driving down the street yesterday. I thought, man... I listened to your other interview the other day, by the way, and you can't go on a damn podcast with the tavern in the name and not have a beer, Casey. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to catch up. I uh, I just started drinking this year, so I'll get the hang of it. Stop, stop. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of reverb back there on my end. I hear myself speaking in the background. So if you don't, your ears are not deceiving you, uh, wrestling fans, if you hear me say it twice. Say it yeah. twice. Say it twice. <laughs> Bobby's uh, coming in from the empty sportatorium in Lower Ashland. <laughs> exactly. We have an empty arena mash down there pretty soon, by God. <laughs> Hey Bobby, if if yes. uh, a if a wrestler is body slammed in an empty arena, does anybody give a shit? <laughs> oh man, that's kind of that's almost know, an inside joke, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought you were going to say, do you hear the? Do, do you still feel the pain, or do you hear the uh, crash on a mat, or you know you're in the middle of the woods, and no. if you're in the middle of the woods, you're not really lost. You just either build a house or just keep on walking. Eventually, come out. You know, come I don't, out I don't the know. Other side eventually, if, as exactly. Long as a wolf doesn't get you. <laughs> or a Wolverine. Or a Wolverine. Anyway, welcome aboard, Casey King. We have fun on this podcast. I know you give her a listen. And um, we've got to do a little bit of, all joking aside, we've got to do a little bit of house cleaning at the very beginning. Uh, Jeremy, I'll let you uh, bring that up if you don't mind. Yeah. And we've got to uh, just get this out of the way. So we, it's kind of the elephant in the room, if you would. Yeah, it is. Or you it's, will. Um, you know, and it's, uh, unfortunately, we have to be reminded to do this from time to time. But Bobby, we've always featured, you know, phone numbers for helplines and things. Things as we've gone along yes we've done it less here recently unfortunately we can't not do it this week um i'm sure everybody has heard by now uh, daphne unger uh passed away last week and uh we're not going to get into the details or too much about it but uh bobby wants to give everybody out the uh, suicide <clears throat> hotline number Yes, that number is 800-273-8255. Listen, if you're hurting or think about hurting yourself or harming yourself in any way, help is available, people. Again, you know, Jeremy and I, we brought this up on the show several times. One of our earlier episodes, um, honestly, I can't remember who it happened to or what happened, but we lost a member of the wrestling community. 
we reached out and we gave out that number and uh, we did it because Jeremy and myself have been through some personal experiences and we thought it was the right thing to do. And uh, man, we got some really good reaction that although we wasn't trying to get the reaction, we were just wanting people to be aware. And some of the some of the fans wrote saying, man, these are you know pretty good guys just giving it out. Well, we are pretty good guys, but we're not doing a fret. We're doing it because it's it's important that, um, you know, again, if you're you're thinking about harming yourself or you're putting yourself in harm's way, um, if you're having, you know, bad thoughts, that number is 800-273-8255. And, um, hey, mental health is no laughing matter. And um, uh, I spoke to both of you gentlemen um, off the air, Casey in person, and uh, I have my own issues and my deal, and I think everyone does to an extent. Some can control them and and, and have good days and bad days. You just got to make the most of the good days. But um, uh, sometimes if you're having that bad day, still give your best, and um, uh, you won't have any regrets or you know any remorse um, if you just still just try to give your best each day. But again, uh, help is available. And last time, 800-273-8255. And also, I'm going to give out uh, my Twitter handle is at BobbyBlaze744. If someone does need to reach out, Jeremy is at the Geekish Cast. And um, later on, we'll, we'll let Casey give out his information because he wasn't uh, prepared to come on and talk about this at this particular moment. Although, um, He's going to start coming in, commenting and coming on to the rest of the podcast after we do our house cleaning. Yeah. So anything else on house cleaning, Jeremy, uh, or um, concerning uh, rest in peace, Daphne, man. Yeah, you know. rest in peace. You know, I mean, when, <sighs> when she first hit TV with David Flair in that group, man, I, I think that is what started my crush on spooky chicks. And, uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, she was just, you know, she was something yeah. else. She was a really special part of... Uh, you know, that, that era in wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was uh, coming in when I was coming out or going out of uh, WCW. Yeah. And also, but we had her on our uh, uh, Be My Valentine special a couple years back on the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And we, uh, we both had a little, you know, crush on her, oh, a little yeah. hottie there. And, and we we done all that really respectfully. Uh, if anyone has to go back to our YouTube channel and happen to catch uh, Be My Valentine, where we did about 17 different ladies involved in professional wrestling and we didn't uh we didn't bury them or make ourselves look like perverts you know but she, but she was on that list yes. that's pretty and, and pretty how, cool and how we didn't end up looking like perverts after that many of them it's a miracle <laughs> i know yeah. i know we we handled it very professionally man that's why that's we're it. pros you know as you said after about 50 episodes we're fucking experts now bobby yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of how it works yeah. Um, so yeah Let's see. Um, where do we want to go from there? What was our next? Uh, do we have a couple things, or is that what we want? Well, to you better to start talking about interviewing Casey King. He's oh. a good dude, and he's working his ass off. I'll let you. I'll let him tell you what he's been doing this summer, what's happening with his career. But um, Casey, uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day, and I know he's busy because um, we talk. Pretty much every day of the week, usually not on Sundays. So you got me seven days this week, Casey. But uh, we, we do talk quite a bit, either via text or messaging or in person. And um, we actually get a workout in on Fridays, usually together. And that's always cool. But um, go ahead, Casey. Tell Jeremy or Jeremy, ask him, you know, just whatever. Have a good time. Um, we don't have any language restrictions on here. Imagine that, Casey. Um, <laughs> with me on the podcast, you know, we expect. Uh, but yeah, just. Well, you, you know, know talk let's, how let's, you talk. Well, let's let's just go ahead and I'll just roll into my basic uh, interrogation. Do it. Give him a yeah. damn interview. Cut a promo, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, well, okay. So anyhow, Casey, uh, give us a quick rundown. When, when, where, and how did you fall in love with pro wrestling? Well, uh, the when was uh, about 2003. Uh, pretty late uh, into the uh, when WWE was real good and real hot right at the tail end of the Attitude Era. Uh, I started tuning in and watching guys like uh, John Cena and Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle just kill it every single night. and I fell in love immediately. Uh, everyone was larger than life back then still. and Those were my superheroes. I wasn't into comics or anything, but I was into wrestling, and those are the guys I wanted to be. And About how old were you? I was, I was nine. When I first started watching. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was nine years old. Uh, I was in the third grade, fourth grade, 
and I just I was captivated, man. I was like that was like the last era when wrestling really felt huge, and I think I, I got in right before it started kind of uh, dying off, in uh, for lack of a better term. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's for sure. I mean, so you you were fairly young at the well, I guess you missed the uh, Monday Night Wars then actually by a couple of years, so. Yeah. So what you caught was really the cooling off period before it died. So over most of your life of your fandom, there's really only been one major promotion. Uh, how do you feel about how things are going now compared to how they went over most of the last 20 years? I think it's really good for, for all wrestling. What's going on now with AEW and Impact and uh, NWA and MLW. There's more places to work, and that's never a bad thing. Uh, of course, there's all this stuff in Japan going on, the New Japan, and I think the, the more competition, the better. It brings out everyone's A-game uh, with the promotions and with other wrestlers trying to, to up everyone and up their game and, and get noticed. Absolutely. Now, when did you decide you were going to get into wrestling? It's always been uh, what I wanted to do. I just wasn't really sure how to do it. Uh, but I was sitting in uh, college one day, and I was actually, I went to welding school, and I was welding a pipe, and I was listening to Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling, and uh, it was an interview with Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens now, and uh, he was talking about how he broke in, and he was talking actually about going to the zoo on that episode, and for some reason that episode clicked, and uh, I went into training the next weekend, and that, that episode just really clicked, and I thought I could do it. And I gave it a shot right after that. All right. How, who, who were some of your head trainers then? Uh, when I first started out, I went to Shane Storm. Uh, oh, okay. Was trained by Bobby uh, back in the early 2000s, I believe. And uh, after that, I kind of, uh, after I went for the first few months, I decided I needed to finish college first, have something to fall back on. Good idea. Yeah. So I went back to college, and I took about six months in between training. And when I first started back, I uh, this some guy had a ring set up in his backyard, and I got hooked up with this guy named Jarrett Cage. And uh, I said this on a couple other podcasts, but I don't think Jarrett gets enough credit around the West Virginia area for how smart he is. Um, I don't know why that is. Uh, but shortly after that, FTC started up, and I got hooked up with Joe Pace and Bobby Blaze. And... Uh, now I'm training with Jillian Hall and Bobby every uh, twice a week, and uh, the rest is is history, as they say. Cool. Hey, Bobby. Yes. Tell me about Casey as far as being a student goes. Uh, well, yeah, he's 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 a great student to have, man, because uh, um, he doesn't just talk about wrestling; just sit at home and do nothing about it. He um, he Ouch. come even. And I'll let he's going through something right now. Uh, I'll let him tell you about this injury he's got. But no, he doesn't sit around the couch and and house and talk about how he wanted to be a wrestler. Or does it? I see him. Like I said, we see each other quite a bit throughout the week. Um, he he comes to training. And when the, you know when the rings, when the doors open, he's there. Um, he's doing weightlifting. You know. Um, I see him in the gym. I know he's got the routine he's doing right now. He does at least three days per week. One of those days is with me. Uh, we, we try to hit the gym every Friday together to do back and buys. And um, uh, he hasn't um, – dude, Casey, I'll let you fill us in on the injury. But basically, due to his injury, he hasn't been able to work, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. and, but um, that has not prevented him. He still goes to some of these shows that he had bookings on and has connections with. Um, he's went to North Carolina. He's went to Pennsylvania. Um, he just did a show last night in West Virginia. Um, he, he went to the big show with my, with myself up in Beckley, um, and he does other things with the FTC. So he doesn't he doesn't just sit around going well, you know, moping around. Um, you know, I'm hurt right now. I can't go. Uh, can't do anything. And he goes and does whatever he can, whether it's um, you know doing commentary. Uh, some people's asking him to manage. He hasn't done that right now, thankfully. Um, but. Um, Again, the main thing about it as a student, he started uh, he started smartening up a couple years ago, and it's not because I told him to fucking who he listens to. It's because I told him who to fucking listen to, and that's me. And that's one of my rants I do, and he loves that rant when I do it on other people. But no, he started really putting his heart more into it in the last couple years, and I've seen the you know I've seen him develop, uh, maturing um, as a man and as a wrestler, and with his body um, and his thinking for the wrestling business. Um, and I think he's got tremendous. 
tremendous opportunity because he, he pays attention to the detail too. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, man, he's getting gym time in, he's getting reps in, and um, he's he's still going to training. He's been to at least two seminars I know of um, this summer that, you know, he, he he's participated, not actually physically participating, but been there to, to learn and ask questions and watch, you know. So, a uh, good student, man, you know. Now, don't blow it for me, Casey. Um, you know, put you over, so. <laughs> uh Casey, let's um let's talk a little bit about your in-ring style. Who are some of your influences and how have they influenced your actual performance? Uh, so my biggest influence, and I said this on Twitter the other day, is uh, the Three Stooges, really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as far as wrestling goes, Colt Cabana is uh, he's my Hulk Hogan, really. He's uh, he's the reason I wanted to start wrestling, and ever since I started, he's been someone I always go back to 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 learn and watch. Um, He's more than just a comedy guy, uh, and I am trying to show everyone that I'm more than that, too. Because for the first couple of years, uh, that's all I was. I go out there and get some laughs, and I was entertaining, and people liked me. But now I want to work, and uh, he's strikes a good balance of working and comedy in my mind. He's the best at it. Uh, and Tracy Smothers was fantastic at it, too, the best comedy wrestler of all time. But Coca Banda is really good as well. And uh, Cole Cabana is my biggest influence, but I draw a lot of inspiration from from people outside of wrestling too, like the Three Stooges and uh, a lot of sitcom stuff. Okay, this is this is kind of interesting to me. Um, how would that translate to? And I'm going to use a video game term here, but I, I'm assuming you're going to follow what I'm thinking. How does having an influence like the Three Stooges translate to your move sets or your move, you know, your styles or whatever moves you choose to use in the ring? So, I don't think I can go in there and do straight-up slapstick mm-hmm. like they do, but my offense for the last couple of years has been very, like, cat and mouse, uh, ducking and evading and, and making the heel look kind of foolish, uh, kind of like the Three Stooges do to each other. Uh, I do as much Three Stooges as I think is believable in wrestling. I'm not going out there and doing the, you know, hit the fist and wind it up and hit them in the top of the head or anything like that. But I'm doing the ducking and evading and, and uh, making the hill look foolish as much as I can, just like the Three Stooges did to each other. Because uh, I grew up on the Three Stooges, thanks to my dad and my grandpa and all them. So that was something that uh, my two loves, Three Stooges and wrestling. So I try to combine the two as much as possible. That's that's pretty cool. Um, I've never yeah. that, that is an answer I've never gotten, Bobby. Yeah. Um, hey, Casey, tell us real quickly because I, I alluded to it there. Terry, well, let them let them know what the injury is and how you're recovering from that, please. Yeah. So about five months ago, I tore my ACL in my right knee and as well as my LCL and my meniscus. Um, and for the first little while there, it was, it was hard because, as Bobby, you told me, I was just hurrying up to wait uh, before surgery, and uh, I couldn't do anything. Everything was just a steady line of not being able to do anything. After surgery, it's a little bit better since every day I get better. I can do more every single day. Uh, and right now, I'm going to physical therapy three times a week. I'm doing weight training three times a week. I go to wrestling training twice a week. Uh, I'm doing my yoga as much as I can. Um, I'm still trying to get out to at least one show a week and, and help and network and, and do everything I can so when I do come back, I can hit the ground running and I don't miss uh, anything. Uh, I, I try, I try, I'm trying not to miss a step when I come back. And um, I don't know how long I'm going to be out, but if, uh, if in six months I'm not ready, I'm okay waiting three more because I want to make sure I'm, I'm good. I don't want this to be an issue again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I've had surgery three months ago. Uh, Wednesday made three months, so I'm doing really well, I think. And my surgeon was very happy with when I did the follow up. And it could be sooner than six months from now, but I'm going to take my time, and I'm not going to rush anything because the last thing I want to do is go through it again. I was going to say, look around at some of the older wrestlers who who absolutely rushed every recovery they had. Maybe yeah. maybe take your time. Um, I got a, I got an oddball question for you, Casey. You ready? Okay. Oh, maybe. Okay. Who is your favorite wrestler working in the Indies, and why is it Jock Sampson? <laughs> okay. Well, it is not Jock Sampson. Jock Sampson isn't my favorite anything. Uh, 
my favorite wrestler working on the indies. Well, just to kind of stick it to Jock Sansa, I'm going to say Cole Carter right now because uh, Jock has his hands full with him right now. Ah. So Cole Carter is my answer. Now you and uh, didn't you drop a title? To, am I thinking thinking of the right guy here? Did you drop a title to Jock, or am I thinking of somebody else? No, I I've dropped a couple titles to yeah, Jock. <laughs> but like like in the last two years, right? Yes, okay. uh, I've actually wrestled uh, Jock for three uh, three different titles in the last two years, uh, and he's beaten me pretty much every single time except the most recent when I beat him for the FTC Championship after I tore my ACL. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, and that title is now up. vacated. Is that correct? Yes. I am vacated. Oh, our old pal vacated. Okay, so Casey had to vacate it back in July. And so uh, our old friend there, I am vacated. We have a show, uh, fan of the show, I am vacated, Casey, just so you know. So the FTC title, from my understanding, is going, they're going to hold a tournament sometime uh, to vacate that title or to uh, for someone for a chance to win that title that is now vacated. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, hell, you might be healed well enough to wrestle for it again. Uh, By the knows? way it's going, I think I might be. Yeah. <laughs> we, we lost our building um, for at least a little while. Uh, do some renovations and uh, negotiations and this and that. But FTC will be back. Uh, we're working on some things. Uh, we're going strong with the camp. But, uh, yeah, the way things are going for bookings for that organization right now, Casey, you, you might be eligible to get back in the tournament we'll just by the time we get our building back. Yeah, I'll just come back out with the belt and the hip. There you go. Yeah, just, it it yeah. never happened. It, yeah. It's cool. Now we've got a good. Sh- we've got a good show, man. We really do a really good. You know, um, cast of characters. Uh, we'll probably just tell you, Casey, if you got anything to say about Jock, we're probably going to have Jock on the show in the near future too. Um, we'll just have to see what his schedule's like. Um, and I'm sure he's going to say a lot of stuff about you. He'll say something nice about me, but he'll say, fuck you, Casey, or something, probably knowing Jock. Yeah. Oh, so and then I, I do have to ask, as far as like wrestling Jock, what's it like to wrestle a guy who wears clown shoes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, Wrestling Jock is the most, uh, it's the easiest difficult thing I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> He's been a, a thorn in my side for the last two years, and uh, I think after this last time when I beat him, I think that's finally behind me, hopefully. I still talk to his wife, Linda, all the time. Cause <laughs> Damn. But, uh, I think the jock, the jock incidents are, are behind me, hopefully. Well, yeah. Move on. And you're speaking to his wife, and I'm going to tell you, hey, Casey, uh, or Jeremy, I'm going to tell you, Casey don't have anything back when it comes to the women. He is, um, he's a slayer, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. He, uh, he's a good-looking young man. He's in shape. What the hell you think, man? Well, and he's I, choosing from three states. He's got, you know, right here in this area. That's not let alone why he's traveling in North Carolina and Pennsylvania and, <laughs> and Atlanta and places like that. Because, you know, I, this guy's got a network going on here, man. That's he's funny. not just networking uh, pro wrestling. <laughs> I thought chicks were into money, so I've been doing this wrong for years now. Um, guys, I'm going to. I'm going to. The illusion with money was a couple credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to take a little break from talking about Casey's career because I do want to talked yeah. about um nwa 73 and empower were last weekend yes and yeah. i only watched one of them and i wasn't even sure i was going to do that uh bobby i don't think you've seen any of that yet but i'm sure you've i heard. watched i watched quite a bit um everything that was available everything that was uploaded to youtube that was free i watched i watched the first couple hours of the Women's event on Saturday, uh, an hour of the men's event on Sunday. Um, and then I went back and, you know, saw a lot of the interviews and stuff post matches. Um, but I've only seen about three of the matches total. So, uh, I'm going to leave it up to you two experts to, uh, Fill us in on a card, and if I have something to add, I will. But more likely, just what I saw was just a smidget of what you guys saw watching the entire program. All right. So, so Casey, let's um, let's kind of dig in here. Now, I didn't see any of the opening matches, so I started with the uh, Tim Storm, Latimer, and Crimson match. Now, I did That's see that I one. as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, what did you... Okay, so I, I'm going to have some positives and negatives to say about this. I have always had an, a bone of contention with this Crimson character because didn't he basically just steal Amazing Red's character 10 years ago? Or am I remembering no. that wrong? 
But um, Amazing Red, uh, he was one of the original like uh, pioneers of like the indie style we see today, like the super flippy, uh, yeah, hundred miles an hour guys. Yeah, um, and I was fascinated by him when I was st- first started watching TNA back in the uh, early two thousands. Uh, Crimson does kind of look like a uh, like Amazing Red ate a mushroom from Mario Brothers. Yes, um, <laughs> but yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, so this match had some big bad bruiser types. It did start off with a Schmaltz and um, was it just Tom Latimer and Tim Storm starting it off basically because uh, Jack Stain came out and whipped the shit out of Crimson. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Tim Storm. Uh, I do, I do see that he is slowing down a little bit now, but that's okay because they got him. He's mostly doing, you know, play by play or color. Um, what did you think of that match? I thought it was a very fun way to start the show. Uh, I'm a big fan of Tim Storm as well, and Tom Latimer. I think he is a star. Uh, I know he's had his problems in the past, and he, he's he's battled his demons, but it seems like he is uh, clear and clean and everything's on the up and up for him and i think that guy is just incredibly talented and tim storm of course former world champion so uh those guys it was it was crazy that uh they did a, a bump off a 20-foot ladder through yeah. a metal barricade and that was in the opening match that was crazy uh, but it was a, it was a fun way to start the show i thought yeah no it was it was a bit of a it was a bit of an ass kicker to start the show with um it was a bit of a mess too but yeah they they did some big things um and you know and i guess for the people who were there you know because they had the couple matches ahead of it it really wasn't the opening of the show you know so they had a little time to warm up um i thought it was an okay match um you know I thought it could have uh, probably been cleaned up a little bit or shortened maybe a little bit. But, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, That was my take on that. Um, Go ahead, Casey. I I thought it was weird that it was going to start the show whenever uh, it it came on. That was my last pick to start the show with was that match. But they did, and I thought they, uh, they, they started hot, I thought. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they did hit the ground running and just kind of hit the throttle continuously throughout the show, really. They um, they did not really back down. It was cool that it was at the chase. Anybody got an opinion about that before we move on? Uh, well, I'm glad he did it at the chase the, the entire show. Yeah. Um, you know, that I thought that was a great way to, to a place to do an NWA event. And for the 73, I thought that was all perfect, you know, from, from the lead in out, you know. Um, no, the only thing I want to say about that match was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I, uh, they took some big ass bumps on those rails and ladders and stuff. And um, so to me, it could have been like I was going to just uh, say what Jeremy basically said. I, it could have been cleaned up just a little bit, and I thought it was a little bit long, but but it was a damn way to start the show off the ground and running, like you said. Good way to start the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we go from that match into Mickey James versus Kylie Ray. <clears throat> now, it's no secret Mickey James is obviously married to Nick Aldis, um, and I would watch her read a phone book. So, I mean, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> having her in a match. Kylie Ray, I've never seen Kylie Ray really before. Uh, she is funny and cute and talented, so it made this match easy, real easy to watch because they both knew what they were doing. Yep. And, um, you know, it, it, I'm, you know, I have to say I give that one a thumbs up. How about you guys? Yeah, uh, for sure, thumbs was... up. I, I, I mean, just say one thing. I thought that finish was really good. And I thought it was just um, the heel was relentless. I liked that. I liked her being relentless. Stayed on her, stayed on her, stayed on her. And I liked that. Um, I'd give it a thumbs up. Go ahead, Casey. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was the best match of the night until the main event. I, I thought they both worked really hard, and I would have liked to see him get a little bit more time uh, and shorten some of the other matches because it kind of it was really good, but I thought they could have gone five more minutes. Uh, that's how much I was enjoying it. Yeah. But I. I thought it was a fantastic match, and uh, Deanna Perrazzo coming in after the match was, I, I think she's the best woman's wrestler on the planet right now, so I'm excited to see her and Mickey James whenever they finally go at it, but I thought this was a fantastic match. Yeah. Now, Bobby, you've heard my theory before that there's an intern that has to hang out backstage at wrestling shows and cue music just in case somebody heads to the ring and stuff, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think they need an intern to hang out backstage just in case somebody dressed as a ninja shows up now, too. Um, <laughs> just just because, you know, somebody should be looking around like, hey, there's a suspicious ninja in the women's dressing room. Everybody just be aware of that, you know? Yeah, but see, it's hard to detect a ninja. It's That's true. part of their gimmick, man. That's true. You know? That's true, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, she could have been standing in the door well, you know, spread out, you know, above everyone. Oh, yeah. No one ever thinks to look up, you know. Hanging so, off the ceiling and nobody ever there looks you up. Go. So, yeah. That's it. Um, all right. From that one, we went on to a match that I was kind of meh about. Uh, Tyrus, the Mass Man, and Jordan Clearwater with Austin Idol against the Pope and the End. Um, you know, everybody in this match was good. Um Tyrus, they're booking him like a monster, and it works for him. I think the six-man tag belt gimmick is kind of hokey and stupid. Um, and Jordan Clearwater, I guess, is out from where you guys are, but he often wrestles in uh, uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. So and I was familiar with him. I know our friend, uh, you know, uh, Will Harding knows knows him yeah. pretty well. So. Yeah. Um, and just uh, just some motivation for Casey, and you may not be aware of this, Jeremy, but uh, Casey, if you want to tell us, uh, before the COVID hit, uh, before you tore your knee up, um, did, you might be doing something for out there in Hollywood, might you? That was the plan. I was, that was uh, the plan. My good friend, Jeff is Cottonbelly. And, uh, oh, yeah. I was supposed to have some, some work coming up for Championship Wrestling for Hollywood, and... Uh, about two hours later, I tore my ACL. So uh, it wasn't meant to be at the moment, but uh, right. that door's still open in the future. I think it is, my man. I think it is. That, that, that's just an inside that I knew to throw out there for you, Jeremy. Oh, no, that's so, cool. Uh, yeah. I, I, you I, know, I go back and forth with that. Show. <laughs> I, I watch it real intensely for like uh, six to eight weeks at a time, and then I stop for a while, and then I pick it up again. Gotcha. Uh, Hopefully, Casey gets out your way, man. Yeah. I mean, I know cool. you're up there a little bit more north, but... You know, he'll be out there. He'll yeah. be out there. He's going to be back out there. He's got some work coming up. Yeah. Bobby, are you familiar with uh, Jervis Cottonbelly? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, I just know who he is. I haven't met him or anything. Um, at the time, I was going to do FTC about every every other show because I was alternating between the ASW shows in West Virginia. I just try to do one or the other, you know, time due to, I'll just tell you, mental health issues uh, to kind of, you know, we started the show off with. I was very limited to, to where I was going to and hanging out with, et cetera. But uh, the day that he came in, um, I was not at that FTC show. Um, he, he is an interesting. That's how you had him, right, Casey? Yeah, I uh, yeah I got to work him at FTC. And, yeah, that's uh, what I thought. We've been good friends ever since. Yeah, yeah. He, he is an interesting character. I will I will yeah. definitely say that. Um, I remember when I first saw him, I was like, he sounds like C three PO. And then the next time I saw him, he was with two guys who were doing a Jedi gimmick, and he was acting like C three PO. Ever since then, he stood out in my memory. And, <laughs> and anybody who rocks his opponents to sleep as a finisher, I, I got to give him points. You know. <laughs> Um, what did you think of this match, guys? Uh, Bobby, did you see this one? And um, Casey, what did you think of it? So I didn't see it. So those the, the, was, the last two matches may have been the only two I've seen, uh, to be honest with you, that I'm recalling. Okay. Um, this was a good point for me on the show. Uh, I like most of these guys in the match. I'm not a fan of Tyrus, but I just mm-hmm. his stuff off out of the ring. Uh but, you know, it, it was what it was. It was a six-man tag. Jordan Clearwater is a stud. He's actually, he was trained at the same place Jillian Hall was trained at uh, up in Cincinnati. So uh, I, I've met him a few times, and uh, he, he's a nice guy, and I love the Pope. I think he is full of charisma, and I think he's one of the best things going today. But it was just, there was something about it that just didn't click. It was very yeah. slow and Every time Tyus got in the ring, it slowed it down even more. So, uh, yeah, I was not a fan of this match. No, and that's, you know, somebody that size who you're going to book like that, that slow, that plotting, you kind of just pick your spots with that, you know. Uh, DePope, he is near Dusty Rhodes or Superstar Billy Graham levels of charisma. Not quite there, but he's pretty damn close, I think. He's incredible. Yeah. 
I, I agree. Um, yes, this match really didn't do much for me. And, um, well, we'll go on to the national title match, which was next. Chris Adonis versus James Storm. Um, you know, I, these guys are okay in my book, right? I mean, James Storm, I got a little bit of a bone of contention with. Uh, the Tennessee Cowboy. There's no fucking Cowboys in Tennessee. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm more cowboy than any of those assholes, and I haven't touched a horse in 30 years. Um, but it was a, it was a good match. Two tough-looking guys beating the hell out of each other. I did start to notice that titles were not changing hands by this point, and um, my opinion of what I thought I was going to see later in the night started to change. Uh, what was your impression of this match, Casey? I thought this was uh, just a very good old school match and mm-hmm. uh they they just worked they put their working shoes on and they worked for about 15 minutes it seemed like oh yeah uh but yeah, i like both these guys i like chris adonis a lot james storm i've met several times and he's always been a real nice guy and he's of course he he, he can work and uh i thought they, they went on and put out a good wrestling match yeah uh, probably the best wrestling match on the show really you know I, I yeah you know what i could probably give you that and i did that chris donis i did find offensive you never touch another man's beer i just that is <laughs> not okay um but yeah you know i thought it was a pretty good match uh but you know it was just you know what guys refresh my memory where did chris donis come from i know i've seen him before he was he was chris masters in new york that was it. Okay. He was the, okay. The full Nelson guy. All right. Yep. That's what it was. Okay. Yep. That's what it was. Um, Casey, the, what's your, uh, funny, what, oh, oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say the funniest thing I remember about that was, um, yeah, he had a big body and, um, apparently at first, I guess he wasn't trying to learn to work too much. Mm-hmm. Um, just working off his body, but <clears throat> then they had the, um, wellness program kicked in i guess more so and they started testing and this is just from memory cold memory here just something that i found funny so he dropped uh quite a bit of weight um i'd say a good 50 pounds but he was still shredded yeah and uh, but he also has started to learn to work which i respect that but i remember they did a deal where it was a, a dx it was a uh uh, Triple H and um, uh, Sean, and apparently in a, in a changing room area, and they they just started making ribs about a guy that apparently had just been off the juice, you know, and they just they was just burying a guy about losing fifty pounds. It was all inside stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know when you see a guy get off the gas, and um, and of course Chris Christopher Master walks through, and that's like he was any other star, or whatever. He still looked ripped and stuff, but you could tell he just had dropped weight, you know. And it, it was just one of those things that DX did, as you know, being a the heel pricks they were, you know. Um, and it was just a little segment I thought was pretty funny at that time uh, for whatever reason but yeah that's where he's that's where he's from uh okay. and he's got a hell of a physique though hell of a physique um oh yeah, so yeah. i don't know you yeah know. dude's, dude's uh, built like one of those like greek gods i mean it, yeah you know, absolutely no, yeah no no, um, no shitting around about that yeah what are you so guys i can imp- see them guys putting their work in yeah so that's good that's, what are you guys good. Impression- that's good that he did i'm sorry no, that's okay what are your impressions of that national title just the look of the belt Either one of you. Go ahead. Somebody Go talk. ahead, Casey. Uh, it's it's very archaic, and I love it. It's uh, it, it's so different than anything else that's around right now, and that's why I think I like it so much. Uh, but yeah, it's one of my favorite title designs right now. Hmm. Bobby, you got an impression on that one? Um, I'll let you give yours first. If we redid our ugly belt episode, it would be on. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, hell, I don't know. Uh, we might have to revisit that again. It sounds like yeah, we may have to, <laughs> we may have to. So Casey likes it and I'm in between and you're burying it. So, so we're, we're, that just makes us even Steven then. We're, we're, yeah. We're, and we're, I went no. to one. 
Waffle House today, and it, fuck, I turned around and left, by the way, because that was our title belt. Remember, the 24-7 oh, yeah. was the Waffle House title. Yep. Um, I did get the Waffle House one day this week, but I went today, and it was fucking packed, and I said, I'm not going in there, man, and uh, I didn't I didn't get that. So maybe, maybe one day after training case, that's what we'll do. Hey, um, did you know if you snatched the clock off the wall, you are the 24-7 champion? I can believe that, but you got to get it before that fucking convict doing a cooking back there kicks your ass. That's, that's, that's the whole <laughs> trick, yeah. Or or the waitress that she stuffs out her cigarette <laughs> hits you in the back to have an ashtray. I oh, mean, you, you, you got to overcome a lot to get that title. Yeah. And that's not counting the couple at the door that's still fucking fighting and the fact that the floor's thick as fuck. <laughs> so you got to overcome some obstacles to get that title. Can't run away. So, yeah. <laughs> no, you're fight. sliding. You're doing a Three Stooges run right there, Casey. Your, your feet are etchy catchy, man, at best, trying to get oh, out of that place. Healthy to try it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, uh, when me and Casey went and had the Lord's chicken the other day, though, didn't we, Casey? That's right. Some good old Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. That's what my brother calls it, the Lord's chicken. Oh, boy. <laughs> we just started getting those around here. With some know. lemonade, some that cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> <laughs> nice Eddie Murphy reference. Yes. Well, oh, it's bad, wasn't it, Casey? Uh, that's not the best. The best one was my granddaughter doing it. Yep. <laughs> Casey saw the video of that. She she pulled out the – I had her doing it in the, in the old Eddie Murphy way. So, yeah, funny. that was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just started getting those Chick-fil-A's out here, and it's very much breaking down along political lines. I, yeah. I'm sick to death of everything being done on those terms, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, let's move on. Okay, guys. I yeah, got, I got an admission to make here. I realize I am from the uh, the old San Francisco territory. I hate battle royals. I hate them. 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 <laughs> I, it just it breaks down to the point where there's like four guys wrestling and eighteen other people giving out forearms. It's just I don't like <laughs> battle royals. Um, and so at this point in the uh, night, we go to a battle royal. <laughs> With a new NWA stipulation I've never heard that if your foot touches the outside ground uh, in any way, you're out. One foot touching the ground, not over the top rope or anything, just you're out. Which Oh, no over the top rope, DQ? No, it was like if you baseball slid out and your foot touched the ground, you're out. Yeah, I got you. Um, which is not a rule I've ever heard, but apparently that's the NWA Battle Royal rules. Um, well, see, I think Battle Royals are just – I think a Battle Royal, you you can have different rules for different Battle Royals. Sure. So, sure, um, absolutely you can. If that's the way they wanted to do it, so that's the way they chose to do it. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I'm cool with if they're like, hey, this is the NWA Battle Royal, at least they're doing something to differentiate their Battle Royal from everybody else. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so I'm cool with that. It's just a rule I'd never heard. Uh, you know, Roy Shire's big thing was the yearly battle royal. And yeah. that was one of those ones. It was either Andre, Dusty, yep. Pat Patterson, or Ray Stevens. Though that was okay. the kind of thing it was. I just I hate them. I just hate I'm them. just curious. Uh I cause I remember the Andres and stuff. They always put that in the magazines, by the way. Okay, the yearly yeah. one. Uh so my question is, real quickly, uh history here. Um Probably Mil Mascaris, or did they ever put any over uh, the Hispanic wrestlers for that? Oh, well, um, you know what? I would have to go back and look, because I'm not sure. Uh, seems like one year Mil Mascaris won a big one. That's the only reason I asked, because I don't know if that was the one he won. But my mind's going to like a somewhere he won a big battle royal, and, and it was on the cover of the magazine or whatever. Because I remember well, the ones Andre won, and, and not all of them, of course, but I remember well, yeah. that was a big deal, you know. Um, um, well, because uh, what Roy Shire would do is push it as – like a lot of wrestlers won't do this because it's it can end careers and it was I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it would push the battle the build up yeah it was just like this is like the most dangerous match in pro wrestling right and, right um, even given that I still look at it and I'm just like this is the boringest match in pro wrestling besides maybe the scaffold match well it's um it's a waste of creative time really if you don't if it's not done right yeah honestly if it's it just poor booking a, yeah, you know if it doesn't have a story i get yeah. it i get it for like if you got an eight-man crew and yeah have, oh yeah yeah you have your individual matches and you end the night with the battle royal okay i, yeah. I get oh, it yeah. you know you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do there right. Casey, what do you think of uh battle royals I hate them as well. Okay. Uh, there's very, <laughs> very few I've seen uh, that have been done well. 
uh, and I have I've heard of the old NWA rule before, but it's usually on uh, shows with where no one's trained and they can't get over the top rope. Got it. Okay. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah. Somehow, that makes sense. Yeah, they, uh. they're too uncoordinated to go over the top, so they just slide under the bottom. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Um, I did. I I will say there were some some guys in here who were impressive. Some guys, I was like, oh, shit, okay, I got to make notes of their names and keep tabs on them. You know, JTG, a handful of others that just, like, stood out in the match. Of course, I love Sal Renaro and anything he does. He's a, he's great. Yeah. Um, the the Judeus character who came out with Father James Mitchell, he looked like Bull Shannon from Night Court to me. I mean, I just, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe we'll see what he does in the future. The uh, tried to make him out as a big deal but no one knew who he was that was yeah that was the thing you know I never who was the first two you mentioned uh, JTG and Sal Renaro yeah uh, Casey didn't you do something with him recently uh, with Sal uh, I was on a show with he, him down in uh, Bristol that's why I thought okay because you said something I, I, I don't think you told me personally I think you posted something about how talented he was yeah he's my new favorite wrestler okay uh, okay he, he's just uh Dude, he's just, he can work, man. And he was on uh, Wrestling Road Diaries Volume 1 with Colt Cabana and Daniel Bryan. And that's like, that was like my Bible when I first started training. I just watched that constantly. So he's yeah. always been like uh, w- one of my I, favorites. But I knew you said something or mentioned it, made mention of it here recently. I just what, just double checking. Okay. Who else you got there, Jeremy, that you had written down? Oh, Bobby, of course, I've lost my notes since then. I'm trying to pick my brain. Here. <laughs> I was more impressed that Father James Mitchell was there because I've always found Yeah, I've always found I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, uh, Joe Galley kept pointing out that he used to be the sinister minister. So I'm guessing somebody owns that as a trademark. But, uh, you know, Father James Mitchell, by uh, any other name, is still a sinister minister. I don't care who you yeah. are. Yeah. I don't know what that, but it wouldn't be ECW. I wonder if WWE has that or something when they bought ECW, the Sinister Minister deal. Well, I you know? think maybe I think Impact. It may, I was going to say, okay. I think maybe it was Impact because. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. But um, I like the Father James Mitchell deal. So, hell, that's, yeah. you know who it, you know who it is, you know. So. Yeah, no, I'm cool with him. And I, I discovered a while back that he does his eyebrows the way he does. So he'll look like Prince Namor from uh, Marvel Comics. That's awesome. Yeah, um, he's a big, big old school like nineteen sixties era like uh, Marvel Comics fan. Yeah, they brought out this Judeus guy and he, as like a big monster, but he had the nicest fade haircut I've ever seen. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you, guys, you figure you figure a real surly fucker ain't gonna sit that still in a barber chair very long, right? <laughs> So that was another down point for me was this match. It went about 20, 25 minutes, too, uh, for the Battle Royal. I am showing it at 20 minutes and 8 seconds, but it felt like 45. Yeah, they should have given that time to Mickey James and uh, uh, Kylie Ray, I think. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I could have watched more of that, absolutely. Um, well, let's get into the women's title match here. Camille versus Chelsea Green. First off, I want to say... When I first saw Chelsea Green, I was like, oh, they got Britt Baker. Oh, wait, wait. No, but if anything ever happens to Britt Baker, we have a replacement. <laughs> they are very similar looking women. Um, they really are. They really, really are. Um, Camille, her working has improved. Her wrestling is much better than when I think I first saw her come out as the insurance policy in our Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. She yeah, she wasn't doing a lot when she first came out there, but it showed her training each week. Uh, not each week, but there were segments where it showed her doing some different things. Yeah. Um, I figured, I figured she would probably get better um, if she put some effort into it. Because at the beginning there, I don't think she would put in. I'm not saying she wasn't working hard because you look at her body, you could tell she's a hard worker. Yeah. I don't know how much time she was getting in the ring though. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. No, because I did see some footage of her. Um, in the ring training, um, it could have been something off my Twitter, Twitter feed or something like that. But but that's good to know. So when you got a when you're working out hard to get your body going, and you're in a storyline, and and remember she didn't have to talk; she just had to use her face, mm-hmm. and that was enough to get her over the whole gimmick. That was the whole idea. But 
good that she's improved the ring work, man. That's cool. Yeah. Now That's my cool. my dream match going going forward from here is her versus Jade Cargill. Okay. I want. I don't know if you've seen that Jade Cargill box. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes. She that is a woman who is just made of granite. Holy yeah. shit! I don't know if I've ever seen a body like that before. Um, but Camille, she's look. She, Camille is is muscular as hell. Um, looks like she could probably slap the taste right out of your damn mouth. Um, <laughs> what are your impressions of Camille in this match, there, Casey? Uh, Camille is an attraction, man. Just like Jade Cargill, uh, mm-hmm. they, they come on, they demand your attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this match was what it was. I'm a big fan of Chelsea Green. Um, I think she can, can she can do no wrong. And every company she goes to, they put her in the main event immediately. So it's uh, it's a testament to how good she is and how talented she is. Uh, there was a, a sloppy spot where they were exchanging forearms and they were both just punching the air, yeah. very obviously. But I thought that was the only down part of the match, and I thought I thought they worked out well. I, I didn't think it was quite as good as a Mickey James and Kylie Ray match, but I thought it was as good as a Camille match could have been. Well, I, I will I will give you that. Yeah, they're um they're definitely having to meet her at least halfway in her in her title defenses still, but you know, I mean if you give her good opponents, they can carry the match, you know. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about this tag match between uh, La Rebellion and uh, Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos. First off, they were doing bits with uh, with uh, Stevens and Kratos where they were pretending to be from 1948 and then 1968. And um, they were doing bits that were filmed to look like they were old. And some of those were pretty funny, especially when they were trying to remember the name of that skinny kid with the afro. Oh, Harley Race. He'd be pretty good if he'd hit a gymnasium kind of thing. I thought that was some funny stuff. Um, I was actually, I was probably drawn more into this tag team match than I have been since the 1980s. Um, They cut the ring in half. They beat the living piss out of Stevens. Um, I felt more tension in this match than I have. And I, I don't have a dog in this fight at all. I don't, I didn't care who won. I was just enthralled by the storytelling that they did in this one. What What are your opinions there, Casey? Yeah, this was actually my most anticipated match going into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Aaron Stevens, Mecha Wolf. I've been on a few shows with him, and uh, I'm, I'm really a fan of his work. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Kratos until this match, and I thought he did a really, really good job here. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it delivered. Uh, I didn't think it ended up being the best match of the night, but it was still it lived up to my expectations. And uh, it, it was a really, really good solid tag team match. Like you said, they cut the ring off, and it was just an old school uh, match with new elements sprinkled in by Lalo Barrion. Yeah, I was I was actually like kind of taken with just what an effective match it was because again, I didn't give a shit about it, and then it started. And you know, I, I look. I, I I'm going to say I hate Aaron Stevens. I actually just mean that he's good at his his shitty character that you want to slap. You know, um, but I'm like like, oh come on, dude, get the tag, get out of there. Oh, they're killing him, man. And you know, <laughs> when your emotions get ahead of you, they've done their job. You know, and um, that's going to bring us to our main event of the night. Speaking of our, your emotions getting to you. I had just seen where they had replaced the Australia plate on uh, uh, the Dome Globe belt with a British flag uh, for the UK, of course, where uh, Nick Aldis is from. Right. So I'm thinking, well, there's no way they did that and that they're, they're going to take the belt off of him. But I had been kind of watching like, well, all the heels have held on to the titles tonight. And then Trevor Murdoch comes out wearing Harley Race's jacket. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, they, they're going to do it. Um, I have been a big Trevor Murdoch fan since I first saw him in the NWA. I didn't, didn't watch the WWE when he was there. Yeah. Um, you, you, you put, I had seen him way back when, but we started back, um, in case we were watching NWA there weekly um, before COVID. But, yeah, you have been on his uh, 
you've been on his bandwagon since day one. You're you're not a bandwagon jumper. I'll say that. No, you, no. You, I, I, you used to hit him up on Twitter and how can we get him on our how can we get him on our podcast, Bobby? And you know, so I know you know I know that's sincere. Yeah, no, know? absolutely. So when I see you know I saw that Harley race jacket, I was just like, um, well, I think they're going to actually flip this. You know. Yeah. Um, this match. I think the only term for it is pitched because it is kind of just it's a one sided ass beating from one side or the other the entire time. It started off in the, you know, in the crowd and then it was up on the stage and then Billy Corgan comes out and he's he's ready to punch uh, Nick Aldis in the face. And I think (laughs) I think he even says at one point back in the ring or I'm stripping you of the title or some kind of threat, you know? Yeah. So they get out in the ring and after eight minutes of fighting, they finally ring the bell. And Casey, where where what are your thoughts on this match from that night? I thought it was incredible. Like you said, he jumped him from the get go and he was beating his ass in front of his family and it just really made you want to see Trevor Murdoch overcome it. And uh, it, when he came out with the Harley Race jacket, I thought maybe they were going to put it on him. But mm-hmm. it's Nick Aldis, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, 1,044 days uh, as champion for a reason. And uh, I'm really glad they pulled the trigger. And uh, I, I thought it was an incredible match. Uh, match the night for sure. And uh, I've, I've watched it twice already since it happened. So I was, I was a huge fan of this match. Yeah, I thought this was amazing. Um, it, Bobby, it, all I could say is like it was just back and forth the entire time. One yeah. guy, one guy was out in front, and then the <clears throat> other guy was out in front. Uh, well, I'll definitely have to check it out. Oh, I did, I did watch the interviews, you know, the post match interviews, and um, I enjoyed those a lot. And then I saw something come up last night because I did go back try to find it, and there was a, about a four minute interview that. Um, um, Trevor Murdoch did, and it, it was it was after the match, obviously after he had showered and everything. It, it was really good. I mean, it just had so much meaning behind it. And he talked about how hard they actually worked, you know, for the match. And so y'all have to go back and check it out, man. That's my bad. So if you wait for my review of it, um, I'm sure it was great. Uh, Casey said incredible, but I just I d- did not see it. Um, yeah. Uh, I think they used every finisher, every recognizable finisher from an NWA champion in this match that you could think of. Um, but Bobby, what was funny is Trevor Murdoch gets him in the figure four at one point. Right. Okay. And the, uh, one of the, one of the color and, you know, play by play guys, I can't remember who it was that said it, but how many matches did Ric Flair win with this hold? <laughs> and then velvet sky goes all of them. And I'm thinking, you know, we've talked about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Not quite. Uh, yeah, that was a spot, not a finish. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Um, anything else we got to talk about? Um, I, I obviously I didn't get to, I didn't watch it, so I didn't want to spoil the. You know, say, oh yeah, and put it over if I didn't see it. But I, I know it was over. Um, I saw the flare interviews. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Casey, I'm glad you came on to help us with this week on dissecting that and reviewing that uh, NWA show. Um, like I said, we just uh, keep us uh, posted on what's going on in your career. You know, I always try to give you a shout out on here when I can, if we've done something that week or whatever. Um, keep up your training, man. Now you're doing good. Get that knee rehabbed. Uh, I know we got some plans, just little things you and I spoke about that you've got some goals um, that you're trying to achieve. And, um, the thing about it is, um, Casey's when when he when he asked earlier about being a student, teacher, coach, what have you, um, Casey does have a plan, man. He's been working some, to achieve some plans. This this uh, this knee injury is just a setback for a comeback because um, he he's going to you know keep on going forward um, with with his goals. Um, kind of keep his ass off the basketball courts that's for sure and away from jock sampson for right now um but uh also i want to just throw us out there casey uh i'm throwing it to jeremy too um and i'm throwing it to, more importantly uh because these two already know about it i'm just 
feeding something here. I'm putting this out there um, to all of our wrestling fans. Um, save your money, folks. Um, we've got something big coming to Ashland, Kentucky, uh, believe it or not. And it's not the uh, Thanksgiving uh, Christmas parade, Casey, just so you know. That's in that's in November. <laughs> okay. That's the first Tuesday. Uh, what is that? Before Thanksgiving. The, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, that's when we have our Christmas parade. Well, this is coming in November also, folks. Uh, that's the reference. Um, November 6th, man, Bluegrass Wrestling Con at the Highlands Museum in down, beautiful downtown Ashland, Kentucky. Let me throw that in there. It's pretty pretty down there, isn't it, Casey? <clears throat> They're making improvements, bless their heart, yes. <laughs> but anyway, they, they've been making improvements, man, and that one block up from where they've been making those improvements down at the plaza there, um, which, by the way, by God, I'm still waiting. We got Chuck Woolery this. We got the Judge this, uh, the Judge Plaza, all that. You know what? When are they going to put Bobby Blaze Boulevard in? I'm still a little stewed about that. When they come up, when they get Bobby, they'll fucking have a Casey King Highway before they fucking have a Bobby Blaze Boulevard down here. Mock my words. But anyway, enough about that. <laughs> Bluegrass Wrestling Con is coming uh, November 6th to the Kentucky Highland Museum. We may be doing a podcast from there. That is the goal. I think Casey King will be there. Um, but we have uh, Billy Gunn coming in. Um, try and think who else. Uh, Coco Beware, Lex Luger's coming in. Those are the ones confirmed. I've spoken to a couple other people. What's that? The Godfather as well. Oh yeah, the Godfather. That's, I knew I had one more picture that must have been deleted off my phone. I had. I knew I had one more. I spoke to someone. Casey, you were there the other day when I took the call. I'm not sure how that negotiation turned out because I took it to the boss. I said, "Here's who you call," because uh, I made that connection and I've made another connection. So uh, I won't let them names out right now because I don't know what the outcome was during the negotiations. But I know they're. Oh, also, I think talks are with. Uh, uh, Jillian's going to be there, as far as I know, Jillian Hall, and I think Victoria, possibly. Um, I'm not sure about that one either. I'm, I don't think she's confirmed yet. Um, anyway, it's going to be a big deal, and it's going to be a big fan fest, man. And um, I, I hope we do our podcast from there. I really do. Hopefully we get some people, you know, and I hope we get a, lots and lots of people. And that's being brought on um I guess FTC and the Time Warp and Bluegrass uh, Bluegrass Wrestling at Bluegrass WrestleCon. Um, Casey, you know anything more about that that I'm leaving off of that by chance? Uh, no, I just I know they have uh, about 25 vendors already signed up to get tables and awesome, uh, awesome. Yeah, there's going to be more wrestlers there. That uh, yeah, but a bell to bell Bobby Blaze podcast has a table. I think we're going to need two, and we're going to need a couple laptops. I've got one of them, but. And I'll be there selling my gimmicks. Jeremy, where can I get one of our gimmicks at? We got a damn website, right? Oh, yeah, go to bell2bellblaze.com. And yeah, uh, go to the store. There's a store section there where you can see uh, the t shirts. Daddy said sell. Uh, <laughs> Orange favorite enhancement talent. Pin me, pay me. Uh, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Who Ask who has a pin me, pay me t shirt, by God. Hey, who's got a pin me, pay me t shirt? Casey King has a pin me, pay me t-shirt. Hey. Wore it to the gym the other day, and it looks sharp. That's my next t-shirt. I'll be buying mine, if not today, tomorrow. Yes, sir. Look, thank you, Casey, for sporting that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And my Bobby... The Kingslayer Blaze shirt can be found there. Um, I've got my, I wore mine the other day. It's a nice looking shirt. You can also get that at tinyrail.com slash blaze shirts. So you can get that one there. And while I'm on the tiny rails, Jeremy, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna hit the, pull the trigger. Here we go for some book sales. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, if you go to tinyrail.com slash Blaze Book One. That'll take you to Pin Me, ta- Pay Me, Have Boost Will Travel. If you go to tinyrl.com slash Blaze Book Two, that will take you to I kicked out on two, the educational wrestler. Yes, I've got a frog in my throat. That was a drink of water, not beer. I'm saving myself for later today. Anyway. <clears throat> Go there uh, to Amazon and um, 
You can download some books easily, but also if you want a print edition, just go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 or tinyurl.com slash blazebook2 and get a print edition of one of my fine books that have very, very generous, um, fair, and honest reviews on them. So thank you. And also, don't forget, leave a review on this podcast. Go to Apple Apple Podcast um, or you know Spotify, wherever you go. But anyway, leave us a fair and honest review. We'd appreciate it very much. Yeah. Yeah, and can, tell a friend. Well, you can leave a review on our website, and then we'll actually send it to Apple. So, oh, know. even better. See, that's why he's the professor. Um, well, and we've been talking to a few writers lately. The, um, I, Bobby, I got a guy. I need to send you a sample of his ideas. Uh, and I've got a guy. I've got to do the same for you. Yeah. So that's um, two people. Yep, exactly. So, Casey, thank you for being on. We do appreciate you taking the time. Yes, for sure, Casey. Thank you. Thank uh, you all for having me. Yeah, I did you have a single week? Did you have anything you wanted to plug before before we wrap? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm across all social media at ky casey king. Uh, that's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, I'm not on Facebook, um, but I'm across those three. I've been trying to upload more to TikTok, just some promos and whatnot while I'm out, trying to stay relevant. And uh, I'm af- I'm active on Twitter and Instagram, so go follow me on those. Excellent. <clears throat> KY Casey King. Um, has the KY brand ever approached you about a sponsorship deal? Not yet. I'm hoping so. Nah, I'm that's hoping that's they what do. I'd be. That's what I'd be pushing for if I were you. I use their products, so why not get sponsored? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Bobby, anything, anything before we wrap up? <laughs> oh, man, just um, – <clears throat> thank you, wrestling fans, for tuning in. Appreciate y'all very much. Casey, thank you for being on the show. Was glad to have you on, my friend. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Jeremy, thank you for promoting, editing, and uh, producing. And I'll get you a blog out soon or a blurb out soon. And um, just thanks, man. That's it. All me. right. Well, then, in that case, for the irreplaceable Tex Johnson, our guest Casey King, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B Bobby Blaze. God damn, that's a long sign off. Bye bye, everybody. Hehehehe. <laughs>